Area schools pivot due to COVID-19. Georgia's governor issues a new executive order and protesters demand accountability in Savannah's restaurant industry. Those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. School systems across southeast Georgia are making changes due to rising COVID cases. School districts in seven counties have changed COVID protocols in the past week, including several who have moved to virtual or hybrid learning. Wayne County Schools announced Thursday all students will move to hybrid learning next week. Jeff Davis County will move to a hybrid model for two weeks beginning on Monday, August 23rd. Glenn County and Bryan County school systems have implemented mask mandates for all students and staff. Bryan County's mandate will last through October 9th. McIntosh County Schools announced they were taking a pause on in-person learning until after Labor Day. Screven County Schools is moving to virtual learning until Tuesday, September 7th. And Long County also switched to virtual learning on Thursday, August 19th. They'll reevaluate the situation on September 1st. Here's what Long County Schools Superintendent David Edwards told WTOC led to the decision. We look at, at the uh, numbers in the schools. Last year, while we would see that community spread inch up, we never saw the spread in, in our schools. The numbers stayed low and uh, you couldn't uh, see the spread from student to student. And this year that's different. As school has restarted across the area, Memorial Health in Savannah says they've seen an increase in pediatric and neonatal cases of COVID. On Wednesday, August 18th, the hospital told WTOC they were treating 127 adult patients with COVID-19, while Memorial Children's Hospital had eight pediatric and neonatal cases. Here's what Memorial Associate Chief Medical Officer Dr. Stephen Thacker told WTOC on Wednesday about the return to school impacting the rise in pediatric cases. I think when you look at the schools that have had to make that transition, all of them either did not encourage masking or made it very optional. Um, and I think we're seeing some of the consequences of that. Um, that said, every school, whether they're masking or not, has to have layered approaches to protection, um, really focusing on how we keep kids distance, making sure that families are hearing the message that we shouldn't send our kids to, to school sick. Um, and also making sure that our communities have access to testing that's quick uh, to give families that information they need to know, um, which is if my child's been sent home with symptoms, is it because of COVID-19 so they can return to school as, as soon as possible. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed an executive order Thursday that will allow businesses the choice to follow local government COVID-19 guidelines. Here's what Governor Kemp said Thursday afternoon when announcing the new order at the state capitol. Local governments will not be able to force businesses to be the city's mass police, the vaccine police, or any other burdensome restriction that will only lead to employees being let go, revenue tanking, and businesses closing their doors. If businesses choose to follow the COVID-19 restrictions at the local level, they are certainly free to do so. Because just as I have said from the beginning, I trust hardworking Georgians to know what is best for themselves their families, and their employees, and they know what is best when doing the right thing. The governor said in his news conference that he has concerns about ordinances out of Savannah and Atlanta that helped lead to this executive order, though he did not clarify. Savannah Mayor Van Johnson responded to the governor's order Thursday evening. 
In a statement sent to WTOC, the mayor says in part, quote, It is disappointing but not surprising that amid historic COVID-19 infections and abysmal vaccination rates, Governor Brian Kemp would again attempt to proactively preempt local governments like Savannah from protecting themselves by following the science. The mayor's statement continues, Savannah's current order remains unchanged and in place and additional actions will be taken as deemed necessary by Savannah's elected servants. You can read Mayor Johnson's full response in this story at WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. More than two dozen people gathered outside a new Savannah restaurant Wednesday protesting the restaurant's owner and a culture in the industry they say needs to change. WTOC's Sean Evans had this report on The News at 5 on Wednesday. Uh, the Haunt, which is uh, just off of Abercorn Street, that recently opened in downtown Savannah. The organizer of this protest tells me the group is looking for accountability and even more broadly to end a certain culture they say exists in Savannah's restaurant industry. I think it's important that we come and support all the women that have come forward. Uh, we're here basically just to say that we believe women and that it's important that cycles of abuse are stopped in this town. The accusations are being directed toward the owner of the haunt, Clay Emke. We reached out to Savannah police and so far no official reports, complaints or charges have been filed against Emke. Nor have any cases been brought against him in court relating to the accusations we heard today. When I reached out to MK to comment on today's protest, I got a statement that said in part, Our restaurant is committed to supporting our employees and providing a safe work environment. Sadly, we have been subjected to some negative statements by aggrieved former employees. None of the allegations have any credibility. That statement went on saying, Despite numerous egregious posts on Facebook and Instagram, there have never been any court proceedings, criminal or otherwise, initiated by any accuser of assault toward our owner, Clay Emke. All allegations remain unsubstantiated. In addition to specifically addressing the owner of the haunt, the protest's message was an indictment of a culture protesters say exists within the restaurant industry as a whole. And there's so many instances of substance abuse, assault, you know, sexual assault, rape in the restaurant industry. It's really important that people are held accountable and it's really important that people feel like their voices are heard when they come forward and say that they've been wronged. Again, no official reports, complaints or charges have been filed against Emke and Don. This is a story we'll be following closely as it develops and folks can find the full statement from the haunt. On our website, just look for this article. Again, as of Wednesday, Savannah police tell WTOC no criminal charges have been filed against Emke. Savannah's city market had a couple extra thousand visitors early Wednesday afternoon as a hive of several thousand bees was relocated from Congress Street. Savannah police called the Savannah Bee Company to help transfer the hive. Certified beekeeper Kenneth Jenkinson told WTOC the hive was located on the ground, which made handling it a little more difficult, but he was able to locate the queen and safely transfer the colony. So it was just a matter of just getting the queen inside the hive, and then I'll have all of the other uh, workers uh, march in there after her. It was actually a very healthy colony. Um, there was a lot of workers there. Uh, it's probably close to twenty-five to 30,000 or so. The bees have been relocated to a new hive at a bee garden on Wilmington Island. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.